in your work, you help a lot of founders, but how has helping founders actually helped you grow your own business? Oh my gosh. I love what I do. I love it. Helping founders. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fractional Executive Podcast. My name is Ryan Kauf, and I am your host. This podcast is for owners of small businesses of $500,000 to $10 million in annual revenue whose growth has plateaued. So please like, subscribe, and follow so that we can grow the show. And in turn, that then helps you grow your business. We want this podcast to be interactive, so please drop comments below and read the comments as well, because once in a while, I might drop something in there that would also uh, benefit you. So with us today is Demetra Davis. Demetra is the founder of Gordavi, Take 20 for Life, Tennessee Urban Outdoors, as well as Hummingbird and Yellow Rose Productions. And we're going to get to how she does all that in a minute. Uh, her background is actually in nursing, and she is an Air Force veteran. Thank you for your service, Demetra. Um, and she, while in the service, she uh, served in the logistics area. Now, at Take 20 for Life, Demetra provides education on suicide prevention and intervention education. At Tennessee Urban Outdoors, she facilitates and encourages black and brown people to get outside to increase their health and well-being. And at Gordavi, she provides transformative leadership training to entrepreneurs and their leadership teams to meet organizational goals, among many other things that Gordavi does. So um, I think that's the longest intro I've ever had, Demetra. <laughs> um, but let's just jump right in. And I'm really curious, um, you know, about founders' backgrounds. So with your background in nursing and the Air Force, you know, how did that prepare you to be a serial entrepreneur? That's a great question. Great question. Um, so when I was in the military, I was actually, it started in basic training. Um, I was a leader in basic training. I was a squad leader. And um, I feel like, honestly, leaders are born. They can be created, but I do feel like they are born. And uh, when I was chosen to be a squad leader, um, that was, I felt like it was thrust on me. I was so nervous and, and I thought, this is just not, this is not where I want to be. I wanted to go through basic and fly under the radar. And I didn't want anybody to see me. But um, as I went through uh, basic, I felt good about helping the other young ladies. Um, as they were missing home and as they were having a difficult time, you know, that made me feel good. And it helped me not miss home as much. And I felt good in that position. So that's where it started. And then as I moved forward in my career um, with nursing, I grew up quickly in my career. I um, received my bachelor's degree, worked in ICU, uh, went on to get my master's degree in healthcare administration, 
and that helped me grow up pretty quick um, in my career. I was a director of nursing. I had a team of about 55 employees and uh, nurses, social workers. Having that team and working with the patients um, that I worked with and helping them navigate healthcare has uh, really helped me learn how to navigate the business world. All of that helped me get to where I am today. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, it starts from the beginning and that beginning is typically, like you said, something was, you felt like it was kind of thrust upon you, right? Right. And you struggled mm -hmm. with that a little bit, right? And then you Absolutely. kind of accepted it and went, okay, I guess, I guess I'm the one, right? Yeah. That, that's awesome. And, you know, your intro was long enough that I didn't even put in there how well educated you are. So I accept my apologies for that, but, you know, I... Otherwise, it would be the whole podcast. <laughs> no, that's so, that's fine. I appreciate now, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and again, you kind of talked about it in the beginning, how you struggled a little bit with that. You know, I don't want people really to see me, but, you know, I, I guess I'm a leader. And then, no, I am a leader. So in your own kind of founder leadership development, how did you go from kind of that functional executive, that nurse, to a strategic CEO of your team, or maybe even, I would even say a visionary CEO. Right. That's tough because it is. <laughs> um, it is very tough because, you know, as you're out there and you're on the front line, you're taking care of patients every day. You know, you never lose that love for, for that hands-on. You never do. And uh, that's, that's the nurturing part. That's why you go into nursing. Um, but as you grow up in your career and you begin to teach others, mentor others, and help them grow up in their career, there is that separation that, that happens because you have to be able to um, transition. You have to be able to uh, be the one that that can say, okay, you did a great job with this, but this part of it, we need to improve on. But great job on that, you know, that that sandwich effect and, you know, be able to to say that and be sincere with it, but separate those feelings um, that you had when you were their teammate. And, and that's very difficult. So I think what helped me was um, I love to learn. And so uh, any leadership classes, any type of leadership uh, courses, any type of um, conferences, I'm your girl. I want to go. I want to hear it because I wanted to learn how to do that better. I wanted to learn how to communicate better so that I could do that separation. And while it still may be difficult, I want it to be okay for the team. Yeah. That, that's great, Demetra. I think, you know, when, when people talk about born leaders and, and leadership development, I think sometimes when you hear born leader, people, the, those who don't feel like they're a born leader kind of check out and go, ah, it's not for me, right? But that's not the case. 
the born leader also has to learn and go to conferences and oh, and man. learn how to go from that yeah functional um, executive to that strategic and visionary executive. Yeah. That, that's great. I love the the nurse allegory um, that you just talked about from functional to strategic. I think um, I'm going to use that uh, going forward. That's perfect. <laughs> totally free. <laughs> so yeah. So so again. Um, Again, we want this to be an interactive podcast. So if you've got comments, uh, especially about that nurse, you know, nurse allegory, uh, please drop them below. Um, also, we would love it if you would like, subscribe, and follow the podcast. That would grow the show, and in turn, that then grows your business, and we can have great guests like Demetra on the podcast. Now, Demetra, you then transition to coaching entrepreneurs, not um, only nurses and social workers. Um, and, you know, they often get stuck trying to grow their businesses. You know, you work with entrepreneurs and their teams, uh, especially. What are maybe one or two areas that founders and their leadership teams together often struggle with? That's another fantastic question. Um, the, I would say the biggest issue is communication. Um, I, I think that um, as a leader, we we tend to get, understandably so, but we get caught up in the in the leadership activities. You know, we have the invoices and we have the schedules and we have those everyday things that we have to take care of, and we forget the people. And it's, it's the people that make the company. It's, it's not the invoices and the schedules and all of that, you know, it, it's the people. And so as we get caught up in that, the people feel that, they feel that separation. And so, you know, the saying is that, you know, you leave your manager, you don't leave the company you leave the manager. And that is so true. So as you know, I go in and I talk to companies and, and the people in the companies, you know, and separate the, the managers and hear what they have to say, but the team, they just don't listen to me. They don't respect me. You hear the same thing from the team. They don't listen to us. They don't respect us. They don't hear what, they don't appreciate what we're trying to do, you know, and it's the same message. It's just coming from two different groups. So how do you get both of those groups to hear each other? And, you know, some of the uh, tools that I, I have to use are, um, you know, I have the DISC assessments, the personality assessments. Those are fantastic. Uh, the leadership assessments, the five behaviors of a dysfunctional team, those are fantastic <laughs> so that, you know, you can actually see we're all saying the same thing. You know, we need to stop, pause, and uh, reevaluate. Yeah, I would say that's uh, a big one. Yeah, you know, Demetra, the, the secret that's not so secret is while you're getting continuing education and developing as a, as a leader, as a founder, the application of that first is communication as, as you talked about. And I, 
notice you snuck in some Patrick Lencioni, who I'm a big fan of right there. And oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. obviously one of the things he talks about um, from an executive level is you've got to over communicate yeah. and it's not something, yeah, it's not something we're used to. Um, you know, in, in, in your work, you help a lot of founders, but how has helping founders actually helped you grow your own business? Oh my gosh. I love what I do. I love it. Helping founders is, you know, that's my network. That's, that's how I, I grow because they tell other people, you know, the experience that they've had. And truly, Gordavi helps people begin their business from the bottom up and literally <laughs> from the ground. I've helped people choose their business name. You know, I don't know where to go with this. And so it's, you know, what do you love? What do you love? Not what other people want you to love, but what do you truly love? Okay, let's put a name to that. Let's let's name what you love. So I've helped even with naming that and and then developing it, getting that LLC, starting that nonprofit, and then coaching that person about what it means to own a business, run a business, have a team. What is your um, what is your office staff? What does that look like? Um, when should you hire office staff? You know, there's nothing wrong with being a solopreneur for a little while. Nothing wrong with that. You know, um, take care of those dollars until you need to start putting those out. So that's part of the coaching and growing that person up. And so that those folks become my network. And they helped me grow my business because as people ask them, how did you get to where you are? Oh, well, it started here. And so then they send people to me and there's nothing like that word of mouth. There's nothing like getting that referral. You know, I see what you did for so-and-so. Can you help me? And, you know, I, I have people that contact me that I want to start a church. Can you help me start a church? <laughs> sure. So it's not just a business. It's mm -hmm. the nonprofits, you know, and I love that. I love it. Yeah. Dimitri, you handle leading multiple businesses. Um, you know, people struggle with just one. You've got several efforts uh, going on there. I mean, what's your secret to leading multiple efforts? great people. I have great people. I have great boards, um, mm. folks that know what all I am juggling. And okay. um, my board of directors are fantastic uh, for Take 20 for Life. Um, that I am extremely passionate about. And, um, you know, having suicide prevention and intervention the the folks that contact me about that are typically talking about youth and it's heartbreaking that they want our youth our kids to be educated about that 
I don't want to miss out on those opportunities because it's, it's imperative that they hear and know they have people to talk to. And so I give that information to the board. We have to get here. We have to do this. We have to. And I know that they're going to cover it. I know they're going to take care of it. So, you know, having those great people who are just as passionate about these initiatives, that's the only way I can do it. Yeah. Demetra, thank you so much. I'm really glad we had you on the podcast uh, here. And I want to give you some time to let the audience know how to get a hold of you. And if you want to talk about some of the projects that you're working on. Well, I really appreciate that. So um, <clears throat> I just spoke about Take 20. I will talk about uh, Tennessee Urban Outdoors a, a little bit. Tennessee Urban Outdoors is an initiative. I, I started it in Tennessee because that's my home state. And Tennessee's beautiful, um, has a lot of parks and, and lakes and streams and you know, lots of stuff to do outside. And um, it is to encourage and facilitate black and brown community to, to get outside and be active. Why? Because we have a propensity for high blood pressure, for cardiac disease, for stroke, for diabetes, for obesity. And it is just to improve our overall health and well-being. Just going outside, sitting for a little while, taking a deep breath, you can feel stress leave your body. So you don't have to go out and, oh gosh, this is so I'll go running and riding my bike. And that's great. But just go outside and read a book and you will feel stress leave your body. So that's the goal is to just increase our overall health and well-being. Hummingbird and Yellow Rose, that is, um, that's the newest initiative. And that is because I am an author. I love to write. I just uh, released my second poetry book. And uh, no rhyme or reason, just thoughts for the season. Um, it was released the beginning of March. And I have four uh, children's books coming out. It's a, it's a series. So oh I, started, <laughs> I started Hummingbird and Yellow Rose because... Um, why not publish my book myself? <laughs> so it is a publishing uh, media production um, agency. So all things media, um, video, uh, theatrical, whatever, you know, so that's what that's for. And if people want to even uh, advertise what they do, um, we can join with them and, and advertise them on that site. So that one is hummingbirdandyellowrose.com. Why that name? Those are my mom's favorite things. <laughs> she loves hummingbirds and she loves yellow roses. So um, got to keep it in the family. And, um, and of course, you know, um, Gordavi, you know, that's, that's my heart. Uh, the name Gordavi, my grandson's last name is Gorham. And of course, my last name, Davis. And so it's a combination mm -hmm. of our names and, um, again, legacy, keeping it in the family. So, um, Gordavi is consulting and coaching and, um, we're here to help. 
So my phone number um, is 423-303-9199. Um, I can be reached at Demetra, that's D-E-M, as in Mary, E-T-R-A, at Gordavi, G-O-R-D-A-V, as in Victor, I-L-L-C.com. And you can email me there for any entity, and I will be happy to answer any questions. Thank you. Thanks, Demetra. Um, I got to redo your bio because I didn't know you were an author and a poet. Good grief. <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, just one real quick thing. Um, yeah. I noticed your background. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, my gosh. Um, I have to say since Kylo Ren, you know, since he's, uh, it has to be the eighth one. Is that the eighth one? Ah, got it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I've noticed, yeah, I've noticed all those, those Star Wars fans that insist that Empire Strikes Back is the best movie have now shifted a little bit to, to eight. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know why, I met, but. I met him, you know, I'm in Florida. I met him at Disney. And, oh. you know, I know their characters and everything, but, you know, I'm, I'm a believer. So I believe the magic. <laughs> and um, he's so big, like he's so tall that I was really scared. Mm. <laughs> <He> was very <laughs> menacing. So um, it was awesome. Yeah. So I love I love the eighth one. Good. <laughs> Again, Demetra, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Really glad Thank you me. spent some time with us uh, today. And again, uh, please like, subscribe, and follow, and that way we can grow the show, get great guests on here like Demetra, and that will help you then grow your business. I'm Ryan Kauf. I'm your host for the Executive uh, Fractional Executive Podcast, and you can get a hold of me at ryankauf.coach. The Fractional Executive Podcast is produced by Influencer TV, the team of Mark Livingston, Adam Marino, and Chris Drees. Thank you.